0: What's happening? This is Ryan Leslie, your host for Work Radio's Art of the Hustle. I'm so excited right now for you to tune into this first episode with Genius co-founder Elon Zakori. Elon shares some incredible insights into how Genius came to fruition, how he manages work-life balance, and what he does to help him work more efficiently. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, turn up your radios right now if you're listening to the radio. This is the WeWork podcast, Art of the Hustle. We're here at the WeWork headquarters, 18th Street, New York City, one of my favorite cities. And we're here with one of the foremost, I would say, entrepreneurs of my generation. <laughs> Want to make sure we get a, give a really big sort of round of applause internally, my guy, Mr. Elon Zakori. Now let's 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 start here with the pronunciation. Did I get that right? You,
1: you nailed okay. it. Okay, just yeah. like my mom says it.
0: Okay, good, good, good. What's what's the background of the name?
1: Um, it's uh, my dad is is from Israel. Okay, so it's a it's a Hebrew name, and if if you try to pronounce my last name in Hebrew, it it sort of sounds like you're you got a hairball or something.
0: What does it sound? Do it. Tschori. That's not, that's good.
1: So it's uh, that's how my you know his brother says it.
0: Okay, all right, nice, bro, yeah. nice, nice. So we're here. <laughs> Art of the Hustle, we're talking to to and about just the hustle that is being a startup entrepreneur, founder, investor, whatever it may be. Um, And so what we want to get into is just a little bit of the backstory of you, how you got into being entrepreneurially spirited and what we can basically, what can people take away from, you know, your experience and things that, you know, maybe you weren't able to get from a mentor at the time when you were getting started and things that you would tell your so five years ago if, if, if you were just how long ago did rap genius actually start genius now
1: so genius now and and uh rap rap genius it was uh, august 2009 so we just had our seventh birthday wow and um yeah we've been at it for a really long time and um you know back putting myself in the mindset of uh of when we started it was it was real scrappy and it was doing something for fun you know it right. was really about it was not about escaping uh uh, rap Genius is not about escaping the 9 to 5 as much as it was something we w- we wanted to do over the weekend. You know? right. It was something that came out of a very organic conversation about about music and what was going on in some songs and, and also, at the same time, getting excited about uh, uh, programming and uh, making stuff on the internet. So it was kind of a just a, a lucky thing.
0: Right. Well, I mean, I have a rap lyric actually off my latest album. that says, uh, you know, I feel like a fugitive because I escaped my 9 to 5 and graduated to that 22, you know? My team, you best believe we're getting money, too. So I graduated from, a, I guess, a nine-to-five to five, so a 22 hour day job. We always got to be on. When people are online, we got to make sure the site is up. Um, and so, man, I feel you on that. Um, taking it all the way back to the beginnings, Detroit, middle son, two sisters— were you the entrepreneur out of the bunch? Wow! Uh,
1: you know, I was actually I was the young I was the younger of two, and then when I was eighteen, my mom had another baby, so I'm a late com- late oh. coming middle child. Okay. Uh, I, I was sort of the younger brother character in my family, and uh, yeah, I was always doing uh, I was always trying to make stuff and do new stuff, but you know, mostly um, you know, mostly I was trying to make my family laugh and and uh, and stuff like that. I wasn't trying to start businesses that much. Right. Uh, as a little kid, and and you know, I sort of say it wasn't to escape the nine to five that we made Rap Genius, which is true. But I really wanted to escape the nine to five too. I mean, I <laughs> I uh, had a, I had a few jobs, you know, after college, and um, I even gambled a little bit. I was pretty pretty into like the poker scene and right. playing online poker and some poker tournaments and stuff. And I had some friends who who did that too. And I just really had an impulse, you know, and an intuition that i I wasn't meant for uh, the big company and the uh, the butts and seats. you know i I wanted some freedom in my life. and um that was a big part of why I got into technology and why I was gravitated toward uh, the friends that i I started uh, rap genius with. You know, we all had that mentality, some something, something dissatisfied about um unsatisfying about about the about the grind of of working at a big company. And uh, we made a bunch of stuff. The, the truth is, we built several things before we built Rap Genius, and, and those were more um, with the mindset of maybe we can make some money. You know, we we right. built a site that sold bed sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we built something that was essentially Venmo uh, before Venmo on the on the Facebook application platform, and um, it was called Fliff, uh, and a couple other things. Just to sort of, we had you know we had heard from somebody I don't remember who, and I think it's really good advice. You know, if you want to build something good, like build 20 things. Right. And you don't know if it's going to be the first one or the 17th one or the 11th one that resonates with people, but you can't predict it. You know, you can try things, but uh, you don't know what people are going to respond to. And, you know, Rap Genius is what people responded to because it was the most interesting thing we had built. Right. And uh, it just worked out that way. And now let's hear from our brand partner.
0: Hi, my name is Anna Osgoodby, and I'm one of the co-founders, along with Mallory Musante, of Bold and Pop. (laughs) Um, Bold and Pop is a branding, web design, and digital marketing firm, and we use Squarespace for all of our client websites and also ours. We're really bold and colorful, and Squarespace is super visual. And even though we were actually, you know, had more experience doing the digital marketing aspect and the branding, um, we had so many people come to us because they loved our website. Um, So we really kind of started developing our websites and designing everything through Squarespace and um that's been really great for our clients again this is anna and i built my business's
1: website on squarespace and you can too save 10 percent with the code work
0: now back to the art of the hustle so you touched on a lot you touched on a lot i want to dig into a few of those topics but i think the most interesting piece of just the last piece that you said is if you want to build something great you build a lot of things and so me as a music producer Man, uh, I remember actually just when I first got signed to Puff in 2003, I was actually making nine beats a day, you know, and you never know which one of those beats is going to be, you be killing them or which one of those beats is going to be me and you, Cassie, right? But you just make them, you go with what you feel. Um, And I think Quizzy Jones actually told me one time, he said, look, Ryan, if you want to give people goosebumps, you have to have the goosebumps about something you've created. If you actually want to, you know, pass those on. And so, Just backing up, backing up. First off, so so being a young kind of entrepreneurially minded person, what's different about I would say like a lot of like music and street entrepreneurs, rap entrepreneurs, if you will, they have a different background than the two of us. I went to Harvard. You went to Yale. You met Tom at Yale. Mm -hmm. Okay, that's your co-founder.
1: Tom's really, really more so than I am. The really passionate technologist you know tom right. was so obsessed with programming and mm. i was more of a light dabbler and and uh interested in some of the other sort of interpersonal and um you know it's very hard to describe what being an entrepreneur is but right. uh, a lot of it is uh uh this sort of amorphous hustle that, right. I, that i know um you're very familiar with but it's just working you know it's just working and working and working, doing the best thing you can think you can do uh and just doing your best and and not quitting and um you know, Tom and I were a great, a great pair. We, we really loved each other. And, uh, we had a good sort of creative friction where we disagreed a lot, but always enjoyed each other's company and, you know, knew how to fight and make up. Right. And, uh, and it was that, you know, with that tension that, that, you know, we woke up every day and, and work together and, um, it was great. You know, we have a real creative relationship. Tom's fascinated with it, you know, fascinated right. with with everything he gets into so whether it's a tv show a, f- a subject in, in uh, philosophy right or whatever but so tom was getting a rap he said and with with our friends talking about it, he's like this is so amazing like i can't believe i wasn't listening to this my whole life like this is so interesting and he'd ask questions and we'd say well this is what this is about and i actually don't know let's look up oh this and so you know it was really organic conversation like just late night listening to cameron and Tom's right. saying, you know, what did he say, first of all? Like, what right. was that line again? Stop it there. And we were like, he said this. Tom, like, this stop being so, like, annoying. And he's like, wait, but what does that mean? And and um, it was actually just such an interesting conversation. There was literally a moment when Tom was like, uh, there should be a website for this. right? And uh, and we were like, yeah, you know, wow. we we're in this mode of making websites. And, and, you know, it was basically the first version of it so much has changed about about the product and how it works. But the first version, the basic idea was the same, which was you got the song, you got the lyrics, you click on a lyric, and you can can find out what it means or you can say what you think it means. Right? And, and, uh, you know, we've been tweaking that idea tremendously for years, but but the basic idea was you want to go deeper on something you enjoy. Right. That's the whole idea, and you want to invite people who have knowledge to share it with people who want that knowledge. Right. And so it was really kind of like... just this moment of like we're having this conversation rap music is fascinating and and let's let's bring that to people
0: so you wouldn't say that it was driven by i guess you guys as respective majors at yale
1: i was a religious studies major right. at yale and uh i i wrote about like f- new fringe religious movements right. and uh I learned a lot, and it's, it's it's informed how I look at the world. But uh, definitely, I was mostly just listening to rap <laughs> right. when I was walking to class. You right. know? Like a "Get Rich or Die Trying" came out uh, my first week of college, and uh, it's actually one of my favorite stories that illustrates uh, what we were talking about earlier about do a lot of stuff, and you don't know what's going to resonate, what has the goosebumps. It's it's uh, you know I've talked to Jimmy Iovine, Paul Rosenberg, uh, Chris Lighty, um, and Eminem. And Paul Rose. Wait, did I say Paul Roseburg? Paul yeah. Roseburg. All about into Club and how they picked it as the first single right. from Get Rich or Die Trying. And they all have slightly different stories about the meeting and who said what to who and whatever. And they were they were, you know, not sure. Nobody yeah. knew. Nobody was like, This is the magic song. I guarantee this is what's gonna resonate. And they were really throwing it around and debating what what the song was. And it was almost like a toss up. At the end of the day, they were like, It's good, let's just go with it. And then of course it was like the smash hit Massive. and I Forget the other song. It was one of the songs that never came out as a single. Uh, that was the other song they were really, yeah. It's like if I had or something. It was, it was, uh, it was not like Many Men or whatever. Right. Um, and it was a song that if you listen to it, you're like, I can't believe that, that Into Club didn't smash it. But you right. just, the truth is, you just don't have a crystal ball. Like, right. You can't, you can't focus group it enough. You know, it's just, it just is what it is. But that was a classic example. If you go to Into Club on Genius now, you get those stories from the different people talking about it. You can, right. you can read about it.
0: That's incredible. Uh, I remember talking to, to Ben Horowitz. We, we share an investor in Ben. Um, and uh, I was talking to him about Genius. And he was just so excited about the idea of, you know, originally, the, the internet was about information. And his entire view, which I believe he shared with you guys, or you brought him to this, or maybe you could tell, tell me a little bit about it. But his entire view was that the reason why he was so excited about Genius was because his view was, look, we have enough information and indexing of, of information, but the real vibe, the real value, the real holy grail Oh, the next wave is going to be information about the information. So, where did that come from? Was that him talking about it? Was that you guys in, in, in your product iteration coming upon that? Talk to me. I
1: think it was, as you say, it was like it was a perfect match, right? Uh, where we didn't feed that idea to him by any means. He he always says information about the information or knowledge about the knowledge. Those are things that Ben likes to say, and we right. just love those expressions. But it was kind of the perfect match because here was Ben who. Uh, not only is kind of like one of the smartest people ever, uh, who's an amazing organizational thinker, psychological thinker, company builder, uh, just a genius. And he also loves rap music, knows so much about rap music. So he was just uniquely positioned to basically see what we were doing and and play around with it and basically be like, wow, do you know how hard it is to get a good answer to the meaning and the knowledge about rap for all of rap and like to have that work. And he, you know, you go to a normal venture capitalist and they'll say, okay, cool, lyrics and some some meaning or whatever. And Ben was like, I look up this song that I think I only know about right. and I click on it and some random person from the internet, you facilitated that. Right. He understood the power uh, of that because he understood technology, understood culture. And, uh, you know, it was really a match made in heaven um, for us to meet Ben, who's been, you know, with us since, you know, 2000, end of two thousand. 12 Wow, and uh and been you know our our mentor and our friend since then
0: yeah for sure it's amazing man uh let's let's move on a little bit let's move into your current day-to-day you know what is the what is the hustlers playbook day-to-day like um you have some interesting intricacies all right so we we did some research and uh so you and Tom, I, I picked up a little bit earlier. You said we loved each other. Hope you guys still love each other. Yeah, yeah Okay, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, all right. I was just
1: sort of talking about that moment in time. Yeah, time. We continue tired. to love each right. other. Right.
0: So, so I read. I think I don't. I don't remember where I read this, but I read an article that said that you guys go to couples counseling or have been before. What was
1: the name of that minor publication? <laughs>
0: the New York Times.
1: Right. The New York Times. <laughs> um, it was, yeah, it was a kind of embarrassing article in some ways, but also true, you know, we, yeah. we wanted to get it out there um, because we talked to so many young co-founders, you know, I'm not, not like we're like grizzled veterans, we're still tra- figuring out our lives, but like, you know, you meet people who are starting companies like Y Combinator or other people who hit you up for advice and so often the conversation leads to uh, emotions and how you get through the days and what gets in the way of productivity um, and a lot of times it's anger it's communication, uh, it's, it's, it's stuff like that. And it's not about solving a technical problem. I mean, that's obviously huge. It's not about marketing, but that's obviously huge. But a lot of times it's just, you can't get along and you get blocked from doing work because you're not relating to people. And, uh, Tom and I have benefited a lot. You know, it's, it's not quite, you know, it's therapy, but it's just like counseling, coaching, whatever it is. We have a, there's a guy we go see, uh, every week and, uh, we talk through stuff and, uh, and you know, we do it with, outside of the, the couch uh, as well, of course, but it's super helpful to have somebody who can observe and, and be knowledgeable and reflect back to you uh, some of what, what he's hearing. Right. And uh, we think that...
0: You guys we, still do this to this yeah, day? Yeah, we did this, this, this morning. Okay. Yeah.
1: yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, we were there. we were there this morning, and we had a really good one.
0: What's what's a, what's a, what's an important takeaway for people that you know are are starting up? They 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 want to conserve cash. They probably don't don't want to put it on the books yeah. either personally or professionally. To go and see a counselor uh, or a coach. Mm-hmm. What are what, what's what's a breakthrough or or something that you could share from that process that people would say you know what that's that's absolutely right? Something that resonated with you guys as as co-founders.
1: That's a really good question. I think there's so many, but I'll choose one that I really like. I mean, this isn't like the be-all end-all, but it's one that I really like. When you have something you want to bring up, it's inevitable. You have a co-founder, they're going to upset you. They're going to make you mad. Something they do is going to trigger you. When you want to bring it up, there you can bring it up. You sh- you have to bring it up first of all, right. because if you don't bring it up, it's going to come out of your skin. It's going to come out in your tone. You're gonna to, you're gonna bring it up if you don't want to bring it up anyway, and you're gonna do it in an unskillful way. So the way to the way to bring it up that's good is you start out by establishing that I call it like you're for the relationship, right? You know, you, you, I say to Tom, I say I say Tom, like I got something I want to bring up, but first of all, I just want I want you to know that like. You're my buddy, and I love you, and, like, I'm, a, I'm, I'm for this relationship. I'm not right. trying to run from anything here. And uh, and so then you bring up what the problem is, and you say, here's the problem. And then you say, like, you know, what's your perspective on this? You hear their perspective, and maybe you guys are right there on the same page already. If you're not, you can kind of work through it. And whatever happens at the end of the conversation, you say, okay, that's a good conversation. Like, it feels like we're on the same page. I just want to tell you, like, I'm I'm glad we had that, and I'm, right. I'm all about our relationship. Like, it seems phony, but people feel Everyone, everyone, it doesn't matter what personality type you, are, you have, like everyone feels threatened when someone's angry at right. them. And sometimes you, you fucked up. You have right. some, sorry, you have, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, but, um, but, uh, you know, it's threatening, you know, when someone's upset with you and you did something and it can put you in a defensive position. So yeah. it's good to reassure someone when, when you're upset about something that it's not existential, right. it's just about this thing. It's right. not about our relationship being under threat. And, uh, that's not an intuitive thing. Mm. That's something that I think is hard to do when you're angry, but it's important to get the results that you want, which is don't waste, you don't have to waste half a day on this. You can just have 10 minutes and you get, you're good.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I know we're talking about this in the context of like a marriage of sorts Mm -hmm. between, you know, co-founders, but I mean, I also, you know, I, I follow the IG, man. I see the post, man. And, you know, uh, You know, I think there's a lot of folks who, if they saw your profile, they would have a hashtag relationship goals because, you know, you seem to have found, I see you wearing a ring, you, you found the love of your life. And so does that translate into your, your home life? Those, those same learnings that you take away? Do you go to, do you actually do couples coaching with your actual spouse as well, or is that?
1: Well, we, we just got married this year. Right. Um, so thank you. And, uh, and that's, that's my wife. I love her. And, Mm -hmm. uh. And all of this relationship stuff is applicable. So I, I, right. I've learned a lot in my relationship with Tom Right, uh, that, is, that, that applies to my relationship with Audrey. Right. And I've, I am learning and have learned a lot in my relationship with Audrey that I can bring back to Tom. It's, right. it's, they're different. Yes. <laughs> they're, they're really different. Right. Uh, but a lot of the same stuff, like the thing I just said, mm-hmm. um, applies in a, in a romantic relationship too. Um, of course,
0: How do you even manage a romantic relationship when you have, like, one of the fastest-growing startups? I mean, I know amongst my my homeboys, when we talk about genius and we talk about, you know, where it came from, watching it from 2009. I mean, my first album came out in 2009. And so to see that actually grow from that idea... Uh, I remember when, uh, I think, uh, how, how, much, how much have you guys raised in total capital so far? Uh, $57 million. $57 million, right? So a lot of young startup founders, that's a, that's a dream of theirs, to actually bring enough value into the world that, uh, that folks validate that with investment, say, look, we want you guys to have a, you guys have a long runway. Um, what would you say? How, how do you actually balance uh, an, an actual married personal life with, with that kind of growth?
1: You know, it's uh, you got to have humility. You got to not ever think you have it all figured out, and you got to just, you know, it's, it's funny, like little slow, little slogans like uh, "one day at a time." Uh, you know, slowing down. I think it depends on what what type of person you are, but like uh, I'm, a, I I have a tendency to think really think a lot, you know, yeah. think really fast. I want to solve the problem. I want right. I want to fix it. I want to mm. do everything, and sometimes it's really about more about Letting go and realizing that the world is going to play out, yeah, and you can't control every second of everything, and that's that's one of my my things that I got to fight against. Other people probably don't work hard hard enough and mm. aren't thinking enough, and yeah. so like they got to think of it differently. So there's no one size fits all, but uh, in terms of like balancing, like having a marriage, getting married, having a company, and all that stuff, um, you gotta, you know, it's a struggle. It's a struggle, and you've got to marshal you, your own it's like you think about it like a war you know like you got a, a, an invading army of things in life you know just too much going on you know too much to do well and you got to fight it it's yeah. a fight like you want to think like oh everything's just fine don't worry about it it's like it's not like you got to fight it and for me like I know some things that help me fight like I got to marshal my armies and one of my armies is going to the gym like, right I got to go to the gym if I don't go to the gym I'm not gonna be happy and mm. like every every day but like I need my, I need to feel good, right? And I need to do things for myself. Like I need to do my meditation. Like mm. if I slip up on my meditation, like it affects me. Like mm. so these, you know, this is the type of thing. And like you don't want to think of life as just always like a war or whatever. But like you gotta you gotta you gotta rally the troops. You gotta yeah. work. And so um, sometimes I wake up and I'm feeling groggy as shit, and uh, I drag my ass to the gym. Right. Because I know it. I know it's worth it.
0: Right. Give me a quick smattering, sure. if you will, of sure. the. Of the reading list. Well, I or love, even an article, I blog post. Um,
1: the book, you know, when it comes to literature, what comes to mind is uh, I really love Russian literature. Mm. I really love Russian novels. And um, I think if I ever, if I'm feeling a little bit, like, untethered from maybe the deeper reality stream or whatever, I really love the bro- the book, Dostoevsky's book, The Brothers Karamazov. Yes. That is, to me, just it's 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 a challenging book in a lot of ways, it's a long book. It's got a lot of different Russian names that you got to be able to follow. But it actually is people are intimidated by that, but it actually kind of reads like a mystery novel. Like there's a clear plot, incredibly easy to follow, sort of scenes and dialogue and whatever. so if you if you have any interest in cracking that book, like it's rewarding. it's it's a deep It's a deep book about uh, how you can feel. Um, multiple things at once mm. and how you can feel joy and despair at the same time how you mm. can want something and not want something at the same time mm. how you can love and hate the same exact thing uh-huh. in, in extreme ways and uh, and um, you know it's been, it's been a book that gave me a lot of wisdom I love that book
0: do you have a kind of go to business book if you I was I was just hanging with Ja Rule actually last night uh at the Kith Show. Uh so and uh he was backstage and saying, Man, Brian, you know, I like what's going on with technology and music and you know, when I wanted to first get into it, somebody recommended the book Venture Deals. He's like, Oh man, so that's why you know, I I felt like I couldn't jump into conversations yet, but I read the book and I felt like I could understand better when I was in rooms with those people. Do you have a do you have a business primer that you would recommend for somebody or that you had for yourself or was your business primer actually real conversations with like Ben Horowitz and Dan Gilbert?
1: The, the truth is like, I think i gotten a lot, I've taken a lot of business knowledge from non-business books. You know, I think the, the best advice I could give is if someone's like, what book should I read <laughs> to do business? I'd say go on a 10 day silent meditation retreat. Like, you know, don't, you know, not don't read it, but like if you want, to really learn something, like you have the answers, don't look in outside you, but I will say definitely, there are books with a lot of great stuff in it too, and like I think the one that I liked the most was Ben's book, the hard, yes. the hard thing about hard things, like the lesson of that the lesson of that book was you're gonna wake up in a cold sweat. it's gonna get messy. it's gonna get complicated, perseverance, and you know, sharing stories like. You know Ben's book was probably the most inspiring. It obviously helped that I know him, but like I know a lot of people who don't know him have read that book, and wow, this this is helpful. So yeah, I've read some other books. You know, I think the the there's some books about management that are good. Like the high output management is a good one if you want to know how to conduct a one on one. Like there's some technical reality to like management where um, it's not just emotions and intuition and stories. Like you know high output management is good, um, but Ben's book is amazing.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. I have two copies of that book. Actually, I made him sign both of them—the uh, pre-release and the real hard copy. He had to sign both. He put like I think uh, I think the 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 second one uh, the inscription was like "Stay strong in the struggle," you uh, know. Yeah. Really? And uh, man, Ben Ben's really the homie, man. He was just like sitting across the table from you. There's like a, a kindred,
1: and there's a, there's other people out there like us too. There's dozens of them. Yeah, who are just think about Ben and like man, like I owe a lot to Ben. Yeah,
0: for He's sure, the man. For sure. So, uh, around working out, you were saying that uh, you know you 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 make time to go to the gym. What what what's your sport of choice? Um, do you have well, New York sport City
1: of? is the worst for that. You know, like I feel like if I lived in the suburbs or something, I'd be playing tennis or something like okay. that. But um, or, or maybe more basketball. Right. But um, but really, I just go to the gym and just work out. You know? Right. I just I just go like you know I, I I do my I do my jump rope routine. I do my stretches. <laughs> I have Some weights and right. uh, you know I. Sometimes I I go hard and sometimes I think everyone's like, this guy's just walking around, right, but yeah, right. I work out.
0: So if you could play a round of, uh, if you could play a, I mean, do they call it a round of tennis or a match, of, match tennis, of tennis, right? Or if you could, you could play a pickup game of basketball with anybody or, or with three people who, who would they be? Who that you haven't interacted with before? Just like people that you have interacted with and would love to see him on a basketball or tennis court. I,
1: you know, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a, I'm a big sports fan. Okay. Um so definitely there's a lot of athletes who I I grew up with who, you know, it's like the stupidest answer ever, but like I would kill to compete in anything with MJ. I just want to feel oh, what it's oh like gosh. to do to have the competition. But, you know, basketball might be just like what's the point, you know, right. but like I go golf with MJ or whatever because like just to to, to see his face, you know, competing. Like I'd like to gamble, right. you know, gamble on some tennis with Michael Jordan or something. That would be an exhilarating uh feeling and you know i think um i've always when growing up i was a pistons fan so jordan was my nemesis and uh and so there's that but you know on the pistons like i always loved and the bulls too of course but uh, i always loved dennis rodman Mm. so i just always thought it was so amazing that a guy who was not the tallest biggest guy could be that dominant of a rebounder because it just made me feel like there's something special in that guy's like will right um, that that I want to experience like firsthand too. So it'd be cool to like play tennis with Dennis Rodman, maybe go bowling with Dennis Rodman or
0: something. (laughs) If you you got the hookup. Yeah, for sure. I I don't think I can get you to Dennis. There's there's a few basketball players. I got a few. I got a few I I can introduce you to. Uh, So I I want to end off with just two questions I always ask everyone. And uh, the first one is about nuances, right? So one of Warren Buffett's, Nuances. that he only takes one meeting a day, I think, and then spends the rest of his time reading, thinking about, you know, subjects that are relevant to his business. Do you have a nuance? Do you have something that's really just part of your daily process that that you feel is unique to you or people like you?
1: Yes. There's one thing that I think is extremely important that I tell myself, and I don't always succeed at it, but I really try to keep it consistent, which is don't just sit down at your computer. Mm. Like, I don't go to work and just sit down and open up the computer. Like, and it's about intention. It's like, I will go, I'll stand up. And maybe I'll get my pad of paper out. And I do I don't have like a, mm. a, a consistent system or whatever, but I will figure out what am I trying to do before I sit down at the computer. And I think that's, you know, I say computer because I'm like 32. Uh, but phone is what people should be thinking about is like, don't just take your phone in your pocket and look at it. Right. And like, that's hard, man. Like this, this is a crack in your pocket. And like, yeah. If you don't live if you don't if you don't live that like with some intention like you're going to waste a ton a ton of time. And yes. so I'm really big into like picking 1 to 3 things I want to accomplish before I look at any technology. That's that's a huge one for me.
0: I love the I love that. I, I need to incorporate that because I definitely pick up that. I am I, I mean, my whole platform is that I have, I get texts from um, one text with 60,000 people. right? right? <laughs> so like I really do just reach through and you're right. You can easily just get thrown down a rabbit hole. And that's on any social platform. Mine is text, obviously, but like Instagram, Snapchat, genius even.
1: And I also want to tell people out there like don't don't beat yourself up for failing at that too. Like the, the skill is in it's, that is falling down and picking up. Like if, you know, I'll have bad days where I'm like, I was playing with my phone almost all day and I got a lot of work done, but did I get anything done? And like, you know, don't beat yourself up over it. Just try to remember what you're trying to do.
0: Right. My last question, and this is always the kicker. If you could trade jobs with anybody in the world, who would it be? Why? if you could trade jobs, you can always, I mean, I'm not going to lead you.
1: I think, (laughs) I think it'd be like, you know, it's so corny. I'm just a boy, you know, I'd be like Odell Beckham Jr. So I just (laughs) like want to be like a swag, like wide receiver or something like, um, you know, maybe not, I don't know, concussions and whatnot. Like, I think, I think in terms of, um, in terms of just doing something interesting in the world that's relevant to my interests, which is like working with people, um, Doing something somewhat literary, which I like, you know, doing something about knowledge, doing something with technology, music. Like, I got a great job. Um, I get stressed. I get, I complain, but um, I'm pretty happy. And it's really hard for me to answer that question, which is a sign that I should be not complaining so much. Right. Um, but yeah, I think it would be like, you know, uh, it would be like a wide receiver or something. For like, a day?
0: You know. For a day. You would do it for a day, right? You would, I, yeah, I, mean, I think, think it like, would be pretty fun to catch
1: touchdown passes. Like, yeah. I don't know, like Antonio Brown, you know, right. that would be pretty fun.
0: Right. That's really it, man. You know, anything else you want to give to the people? You already told people they can reach you. I-L-A-N at Genius.com if you want to connect with the homie. And, uh, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's the art of the hustle.
1: I would just say keep keep following Ryan, man. Like, Ryan <laughs> is one of the most remarkable <laughs> hustlers on the planet. And so keep listening to Ryan, watching Ryan, and and, uh, and soaking in uh, what Ryan's doing. And, and uh, keep working hard and good luck.
0: I appreciate that, man. Thank you. All right, that's it. And if you like what you heard today, make sure you come back and check out more Art of the Hustle stories.
1: For more about Art of the Hustle, go to iHeartRadio.com slash Art of the Hustle.